0: The Speakers Bank Podcast, our voices, our views. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Speakers Bank Podcast. I'm your host Nathan and we're joined today by Storm. Hello everybody on this chilly day, nice to be here. It's absolutely freezing but it is nice to be here. And Catherine.
1: Hi, everybody. It's great to be back.
0: And and today we'll be discussing education and the um, I suppose the effects that it has on people with disabilities and parents as well who struggle finding information and struggle, you know, <laughs> with getting into the education system. So I suppose we're gonna we're gonna start today by sharing I suppose with the audience. Um, our educational backgrounds, um, what we've studied um, in terms of courses and qualifications, and even um, if we're currently studying. So I suppose um, I'll open up the floor to you guys to talk a bit about sure what I'll, you're studying. I'll go first.
2: Um, when I started, my parents wanted me to do mainstream schooling, but as we know, people with disabilities back then. They always wanted to grab, uh, group us in special schooling, mm-hmm. so it was very, very uh, a difficult conversation because um, my parents didn't want me to be any lower or any, or any like, dumber than the average person. They wanted me just to be normal as possible, mm-hmm. so I did um, primary school. I went from uh, Grade 1 to Grade 6 and I did, I did that quite well with an integration aid. Um, if I didn't have integration aid, I probably wouldn't be able to complete my schooling due to the fact that uh, back then, I don't know what it is now, but back then it was a very, very uh, fast-paced type learning and integration aid would help me simplify it to keep it as a normal as possible routine, to keep it on my level, but still keep it at their standard. And the challenge of, of going um, into primary school was to keep it at the same level as the other kids did. For example, if I if I had an assignment, um, sometimes I would only have um, three days to do it, but because of my disability they allowed me to have four days to do it, so they didn't disadvantage me um, in most of my subjects, but um, in maths particular I felt like I was disadvantaged um, because My maths wasn't that good, but I didn't understand, because I don't have the ability, uh, like a lot of people, to see numbers in my head. So the teacher got really impatient with that, and they didn't think that I was good enough to do maths, but they had to come up with another technique to do um, my maths. So what I did was I had um, different colours, and these different colours would represent uh, numbers in my head because I could see colours, but I couldn't see numbers.
0: Yeah. So, are, are you cur- currently studying, or have you studied anything else since high uh,
2: I have done an advanced diploma in community development uh, because um, I'm well. I, I, class my, I classify myself as a very good public speaker, so I wanted to pursue that. I wanted to also. Um, improve my public speaking skills, and th- that's the reason why I did uh, my best plan because I wanted to get my message out in the community, but at the same time help the community yeah. with different issues. Uh, for example, um, people were bullying each other because uh, one side was the able-bodied, and the other side had the disability side. Yeah. So, for me, I could go in between. Yeah. And be like a a a, a negotiator.
0: Type. It could almost be like a bit of a transformer. Yeah. Yeah. So, what, what about you, Catherine? What's your education background like?
1: Well, I went through mainstream from kinder up to year ten, and from prep to year ten, I had the same integration aid, and uh, she was really good. Um, I had can kind of, I did a, um, a different program towards my mainstream classmates. So with my For instance, with my maths, I um, did, I would go shopping, I got to take two friends, sometimes, you know, go shopping, work out maths, to, um, as my, like, counting money and all that kind of stuff. So I used to go and make lunches for the teachers and then work, and that's how I, and, um, so that was good. I did, primary school wasn't you know, I did mainly the same stuff as what everybody else did. But when I got to high school, I did a different program towards my mainstream mates, whatever. And yeah.
2: Did um? Did any of you guys did um? I think called VCal. Because no.
1: I I did. I did VCal. I, I had to leave really high, which I loved yeah. going there because I was with friends since primary school with a few of them. Anyway, so the principal that was running the high school, stopped out just in time Jeez. as I went into year 11. Oh, So, crazy. I didn't have the choice but to leave. And the equivalent of the uni is where I was bullied, so that was a very traumatic experience. Ooh. And, but these days, it's gotten bad because there is VKL at every high school now.
2: Yeah, because I, I, I remember back in my high school days, I couldn't cope with the amount of pressures from year 10 to year 12. So I decided to do VET because I didn't want to have the stress of my disability, my personal health and in my learning health. And I didn't feel like uh, the justification of having a year 12 qualification at the same level could help me get a job because at the end of the day, if, if you can do TAFE, you'll be able to get a job anyway eventually. Well, yes. So there was no point putting the strain of those three years into
0: it. See I'm, I suppose I'm, I'm very lucky in the sense that I'm now studying a Diploma in Leadership but under the VET and the Higher Ed System, so you know when you go for VET fee help yep. or any of the loan schemes, you actually either have to sit a test or you virtually have to have the um, BCE certificate. So I'm really glad that I went with my gut and did BCE because I remember even saying to the teachers, like I, I must admit that if you're watching, don't do this. but. I, I basically just wanted to pass, so I didn't try all that hard yeah. because I, I just wanted the certificate to say I've passed, yep. didn't want a massively high score and I'm, look I'm really glad glad I did it because now whenever I, I want to apply for vet fee help I just literally scan a certificate and I don't have to sit the test. I think the only problem with the vet fee help is that you've got to pay
2: a certain money back. And you know you're never going to be able to pay that money back, and
0: you that's you, part of the you don't have to pay it back unless you're earning about fifty thousand dollars on what. Oh, year. okay. But there is a twenty percent loading fee on top of that. So, um, Catherine, getting back to what we were discussing, um, since I suppose high school, have you studied anything else?
1: I went through job agencies. So the first job agency they got me into. Lady Gary, which is a childcare centre, and they run a, uh, they run courses, you know, to get into that world because I absolutely adore children, and um, so I've always wanted to work in childcare. So I got through to them. So I did lots of appointments with them. They helped me with my resume, but helping me get work, they didn't, I didn't get to practice my interviews. So that was just a bit unfortunate. Anyway, so I did my Cert 3 with them, that's what, with WCIG, mm-hmm. that didn't work out, so, but I did so, I did all my placements through child cares, and so I've been in child cares for, you know, a, a couple of years, unemployed, just, you know, work experience, but unfortunately, I didn't get, I didn't get work saying that is because they want people. Oh, no, because they need people that can ha- do the planning so they yep. have planning, yep. which unfortunately with me, I can't do that kind of role as f- planning with my disability.
0: Yeah, so in other words, mo- most um, employers want people with multiple skill sets rather yes. than just one area. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I and,
1: just... But um, well, that's alright. I enjoy it, you know, done that, but yeah, I got assessed in that, but I just don't... But now I'm just doing, you know, I, I do private babysitting for my neighbours, which I absolutely adore, love doing. And, um, yeah.
2: Just a question for the group. Does any of you guys feel like the extra qualification has helped you in, in terms of your TAFE qualification or any other education you've done after high school or school? I, or I, I
0: must admit, personally, I I don't know about you guys, but I can't answer that because I'm still in the middle of my diploma, so okay. I won't graduate till at least the middle of next year, and then hopefully after that I'll do a radio course with RTI. Yeah. You know right. So what are, you, what are you saying about
1: the certificates?
0: Well, for me, I actually
2: done the, I've actually done these certificates I'm yeah. Yes it's helped me um, like learn a lot of stuff but yeah, yeah. it hasn't um, helped me in terms of money no. and everyone needs money to live and I feel like I've got the natural skill set to do um, these, th- this type of community work, public speaking and stuff but if it wasn't the speakers bank I wouldn't be in a job so yeah. I think it's up to employees to give people with disabilities a go yes, if, that's right. if they've got the right skill set yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. to do because that type of work. I know there's some places that don't have patience for people with disabilities. Yeah. It's why it's hard for us to get a job yeah. out there in the mainstream. Because I, I suppose i don't all my
0: certificates, but I'm just not getting the work. Mm, mm, I agree. Well, spe- speaking of all that, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're st- So we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk more about the education system um, and our various um, limitations within that area. And now we're back, and we're going to be talking a bit more about uh, physical access limits, uh, provision of support services, and selection of schools prepared to provide full access to the curriculum. Based on our research, the So, based on our research, these are some of the common issues for people with disabilities, accessing education. So, Storm, I want to start with you first of all. Can you take me back to uh, your problem within the curriculum, your your math problem? Yes.
2: Uh, Well, what happened was, um, (coughs) the teacher wouldn't give me a lot of time to do my answers. And it'd be like a really slow process. And I just felt frustrated and annoyed that um, the teachers would always give me the lower-ranked maths compared to the other people. Um, For example, I'll give you an example. Uh, When I was in Grade 3, I would have, like, Level 3 maths and other people would have Level 4 maths and so on and so on. So that was really frustrating because I I felt like with a bit more tutoring by by the school, um, I could get to that level, but I knew I was never going to be good at math. It was just a problem of connecting the dots. And when it came to mass, my, my brain just couldn't connect the dots together. And I just felt really, really frustrated because I could see the problem, and I could I, I could have an idea, but it could never connect it. And that's why the Integration Aid helped me. But I didn't feel like I was doing most of the mass work. I felt like the Integration Aid was doing more than what the job required him to do. So, yeah, that was my frustration. But apart from that, all the other subjects were quite good, except for, and I will say, except for uh, um, physical education, which is sports um, rec- recreation, um, because some of the activities they didn't modify it for disability purposes. For example, uh, I, I wanted to be in a football match with the class, and um, they didn't put a spot in For me to do it, like I could be goal umpire. Yeah, I can't kick a football, but uh, I could still be goal umpire and I could contribute to the game itself. So that was... Yeah, I'm
0: guessing if you if if they played a game of cricket, you'd have to stand there and field. Exactly, and I wouldn't be able to bat.
2: But the thing is, with batting, all you got to do is just throw the ball at me, and I could try to hit it. You
0: know, it doesn't have to be textbook batting. <laughs> so yeah, that
2: was the most interesting point. So what
0: about you, um, Catherine? How was um, your access to the, to the curriculum, like, right? like, like, so how did, how did you find, um, the workload? There's,
1: there's hard and there's, um, easy, whatever, so, for, for instance, writing off the board, so, you, you, the teachers write a whole thing off the board, and we have to, like, copy, whatever. Yep or do things, like she'll give an exam, and then you say this. And then the teacher will say, okay, you got one more minute left, guys. Um, blah, 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 blah. And I'm still writing, you know, i still got ages. Because my, the way my brain processes is not like the mainstream. So I need a bit more time.
0: Yep. And did they end up making those time allowances for you?
1: Well, what they, I had an integration aid, so I would have my workbook in me doing what I'm doing, but she would be also doing it as well. So once everybody's done, I could keep going. Okay,
2: but wouldn't it be easier for the integration aid to write a down for you and yeah, then- that's what she's doing. After, yeah, she's doing... and then, and then you, and you just sit there at, and then you listen? Because that's what they did at, 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 least, at, yeah. at, at TAFE and it was a lot easier for me.
1: So I, I'm good at verbal. Yep. So... When people ask me a question, I can answer it verbally, but writing it isn't so easy. Yeah, um, it's tra-
0: translating it from here to uh, reading out
1: reading out questions, and then answering it isn't easy. If someone yeah. read it out to me, then I'll then I would um, I would get I would process it quicker. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. See, I must admit, I found that it, when I had real trouble with writing. My integration aid would copy everything, the board notes down in pen, this is going back grade one and two, and then I'd I'd trace over all the writing to try and get the promotion into
1: my hands. For instance, me with the learning, intellectual learning, the theory side of things is a challenge. Yep. Without assistance, it would be impossible if I didn't have assistance.
2: So, in saying that, what is everyone's like? Way of learning, like well, what's their preferred way of learning? Mine is a visual type learning. I, I like to see things and, and do hands-on. Other people could be drawings.
1: Um, mine like is more. If you were explaining something to me, yep, like a direction, you did, you did, and or how to do something, then I'll probably say I still don't get it. You know. And um, so if people didn't know me and they'll probably say like what? they'll probably think I didn't listen. Okay. And um, but the with me, so what'll happen is um So I'm not getting the information. I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not processing the information. So someone will have to actually show me, or demonstrate,
0: and so like, oh, okay, I get what you mean it. and, yeah, so. So, did either of you guys, um, experience, um, limits, um, when, you know, your parents, when it came to, you know, picking a school or, an, or a place to study at, did you guys, um, experience any physical access limits, or, um, any limit to provision of support services? Well, from what my mum
2: told me, um, it wasn't a very good experience for my parents because they wanted me to go straight to a special school. Just didn't even think about it. And it wasn't for my dad and my mum pushing me to go to mainstream school. I would probably be, you know, at a special school and that's something I didn't want to do. Because my family is a big believer in good learning is good learning only if it's the required learning that everyone else is supposed to be doing, yeah. not because you take your disability as an advantage. If you, if you have the ability to do it, then all by means to learn because that's, that's, that's how we get better in life. We learn things.
0: So Catherine, in, in your studies did you experience a lack of... Um, support services as well.
1: I had an integration aid all through. That was good. But when I was in yeah uh, in the junior campus, she went on longs and sleep for one for about you know five weeks or something. So <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was good. So I chose what I wanted. So I got to have her, and um, we did, you know, she's, she followed through what I was doing with in my life, and then when I went into year 10, it was different because the principal, my integration aid went on long service aid again, but the principal wanted to do a panel to look for another aid, and um, so... I was disappointed in South Mum because you didn't seem why we needed to do a panel because I already chosen who I wanted is the person I had before and I would have had a straight away had the principal did and done the panel so the panel went ahead but I was left with no aim for two weeks. Two weeks. I had no support. It was pre- not only pressure on me but the teachers
2: you would have been pretty, like, not say, what's the word? Disadvantaged by the assessments and all that sort of stuff. You would have been pretty far,
1: far behind um, Yeah, I was, pitched, I was stressed. Mm. I was like, I can't do it. I need help. Mm. But anyway, so I, I came back from the, the occasional care when I was volunteering. I, I go, you know, go back to school at lunchtime and um, I felt like I was thinking what's going to happen, when am I going to get help, when am I going to get help. And um, so I went up to a lady that was a parent at primary school so she knew me all the, all the time you know. And I said to her, can I talk to you? I said yeah. And I was like when When am I getting an integration aid and said we're, we're still looking, I'm like I need one now because I'm struggling, anyway I was nearly, in, I was nearly in tears. Mm. And then I went to my locker, you know, put my bag in in the lock in the locker, whatever. And I saw one of the U um, twelve guys who I went to primary school with. So we saw t- you know, two apart. He was great. He said, he said, how are you going, Catherine? And I'm like, um, yeah, um, I'm stressed. Um, I, you know, I'm, and blah 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 blah. And anyway, instead going into downtown, I, I felt like the tears were going to fall down my eyes. And then he said to me, how about I speak to your maths teacher and I'll go stay back and help you. And I was like, yes. The world's but lifted off your shoulders. Yeah, I was very grateful. so yeah. That's my bad at doing this. I'm not getting the support I needed.
2: Any good experiences, Katherine, that you've
1: great music program, that's when I started, when I was in year 7, I started violin, um, and I got good at it straight away, I got into the accelerator program. This was all pra I didn't do much of the theory, because there was like, really no point, so the teacher was pretty good to me, that I didn't really have to, I things I enjoyed. like I got to do it more verbally, to answer questions, because that's how, that's how just how I learn. Yep. better than actually doing the theory part of things. So I've always had the music in me. You know, I love doing this, that, whatever. So I did violin lessons and um, yeah, but when I got into the senior campus, I was studying for my first exam, the preliminary violin exam. And um, so I got to be with a friend who plays piano. So she supported me by accompanying me to get to get ready for my exam. So when I go to music class, I'm looking forward to actually doing that. So that was a strength that I would always keep, is my music. So that was a good experience for me. Oh, that's cool.
0: So we're going to get to the fun bit of the episode, and this is my personal favourite, where we get to talk about our favourite teachers. You yeah. those teachers that really impacted our lives.
2: Well, for me, it's gonna sound funny, but my, but my integration aid because he was my best friend. Uh, because he knew my strengths, he knew my weaknesses, and we had a lot in, a lot in common. We had the football to talk about every Monday when our teams lost or team won. We joked, we caught, we laughed, we cried, yeah. and all yeah. that sort of stuff. And um, he was just a really good mate and, yeah. a, and a person like like, like, like a father, a father figure. So if you had problems at home or you need someone to talk to about personal yeah. issues, he'd be there for you. He wasn't just a school person that you could talk
0: to. He was a, he was a friend. Mm. Yeah, I, I, and it's always good when you have a teacher like that. I had, I had a teacher like that called Mr H. And um, he was just great. Like, you know, to, like, to the point where, you know, you could, like, like with you, you know. You could just discuss anything. You could laugh. You could cry. You know. Have a sixth sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Well, with that, we're gonna uh, end this pod- podcast. Take care, everybody. Bye, bye. And we'll see you next time.